back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 136 today, um, World UFO Day. So we're just going to be talking UFOs and UAPs and all the good stuff. So, How's it uh, going, my man? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm surprised nothing crazy's came out today. I was expecting some, some alien reveals. But... Yeah, I mean, I think you'd expect the mainstream media to have something or at least talk about what's already out there but there's a lot of if on twitter there's a lot of people posting stuff and sharing stuff around so um but uh so let's get into it here um i made that little picture there what do you think about that it's pretty cool is that from mars attacks <laughs> <laughs> uh but I just thought we'd go over like all the stuff from the different guests we've had on that to talk about this. And also, you know, with the last few years since we've been doing the podcast, you know, all the stuff that's come out. So cool. Good plan. All right. A little terminology when we do these slideshow episodes, I like to throw some stuff out there because I'm sure there'll be people that don't know or um, right. are unaware. Like, like me. <laughs> uh, so there's the ATIP program. Uh, Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. It was a secret program run by our government investigating UFOs and UAP. Um, Our government spent $22 million on this, and I think it was from 2007 to 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So most people that think all this stuff's BS, if it's BS, then why are we looking into it? Um, So, I mean, that would be one of the main questions, somebody that's skeptical um, why we're spending money on this if, if it's nothing, or, you know, we've known about this since, you know, the, since World War II, pretty much even before that, but that's really when things started to heat up. Mm-hmm. Um, UAP, if people don't know what that stands for, it's uh unexplained aerial phenomena. Uh, OSAP is the advanced aerospace weapon system applications program. Uh, it was a program initiated by Harry Reid. Um, FLIR, when you see people in the FLIR videos uh, that are out there, uh, it just means forward-looking infrared system. Um, CE5 is uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Um, we've talked about that on other episodes. That's the whole Stephen Greer stuff. Yeah, there's uh, a whole documentary about it. That is the name of the documentary, but that's what they're doing now is trying to contact beings and UFOs via consciousness and meditation and stuff. So that's why he mm-hmm. takes those people out to the desert. Um I think that's more of a valid uh, argument as far as the UFOs, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Oh, will we? Oh, you better believe, baby. Maurice is trying to run the show now. (laughs) Um, IFL, Identified Flying Objects, that's Dr. Michael Masters' um, hypothesis, and um, that's when we had him on, we talked about his book, and that's also the name of his book, and it's basically... um, the time that that UFOs and aliens are time traveling machines and time travelers. So, 
Mm-hmm. Um, transmedian travel. Uh, so that means that like when you see these UFOs or UAP ones that have been caught on, been caught and um, eyewitness accounts, uh, they're able to traverse air, space, and water uh, effortlessly. So it's like it's just cutting through butter with all that. So. And then the Wilson memo, people have been talking a lot about that lately. Uh, It's a memo tied to Admiral Wilson claiming that the technology we have from elsewhere that uh, they've tried to reverse engineer or whatever gets a new... um, It gets a new assessment every 10 years to see if our... uh, Basically, our science hasn't caught up with what the technology is because we don't know how to... to, uh, use it and stuff and we don't know what's going on with it so yeah and we still don't well I mean it never will uh let's get into it here uh so probably the most popular organization and topic right now has been to the stars academy or ttsa uh it's the main people that you see you know, out in the media and stuff are usually Tom DeLong, Luis Elizondo, uh, Chris Mellon and Hal Putoff. I mean, there's more, but that's usually who people are talking the about. The core team, yeah. Um, and you can go on their website and look at all, of, you know, what their titles are and what they do and stuff. But, uh, uh, and then that's when you had the New York Times uh, article written and then you had the, the videos that got released, uh, the Go Fast, the Gimbal, the Tic Tac videos, uh, or the Tic Tac video, and the Pentagon confirmed that they are all real. They declassified them, and they are on, of unknown origin. Uh, the Tic Tac videos, obviously, we've had uh, Sean Cahill on, and Sean was uh, on the USS Princeton, which was traveling with the USS Nemitz when that happened. So you can go back and listen to the episode we did with him and listen to his account of the whole thing. Uh, it's also... Featured on Unidentified Season 1, I think Episode 3, if I'm not mistaken. And um, the gimbal video is the one that looks like it's uh, kind of like a, I don't even know, like a top kind of a looking thing, like a spinning right. top. And it's it, it rotates and um, spins around. And the go fast. Um, now... Go fast is named because the guy was saying he says go fast in it, right? Yeah, they say so. I don't know if that's why. That's I think I don't know. I'm I don't. Uh, I've watched him a bunch of times. I've never really paid attention to um, that. I mean, obviously the Tic Tac. It looks like a Tic Tac. Um, right. Secret Machines. That's the uh, the book series by Tom DeLonge and um, uh, what's the, is it? Peter Lavenda. I think it's Peter. I'll check it out. Let me double check. <clears throat> and I've read, those are the two nonfiction books that they've come out with. Um, God's Man and War, that's the first one. It's a lot of it's about mythology, ancient civilizations, um, people seeing weird things in the sky since the beginning of conscious time, and uh, a lot of the cargo cult concept type stuff. And then it gets into the occult nature of some of these uh civilizations and things like that um, you said peter lavinda yeah lavinda yeah yeah you're peter right. lavinda <laughs> uh secret machines the newest one man it's all about man and a lot of it's consciousness based so um, it's kind of relevant to the whole 
non-material and metaphysical aspects of this whole thing. Um, bu- 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 oh, um, that one I I read it, but I probably have to read it again to get a good a good read on it. Um, but yeah, I liked them both. I mean, for nonfiction, a lot of the stuff I already knew. Some of it mm-hmm. was new. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting topic. Um, they didn't go crazy straight ancient alien either, which I appreciated. Um, yeah, it's easy to go down that route, especially in, you know, I mean that, that, but that term covers like so much ground too. It's hard to start to separate all the different moving parts of that, but right. Um, so you had, they did unidentified season one, um, and then I think, yeah, now Unidentified Season 2 starts next week, July 11th, on the History Channel. So that should be interesting. Um, Is it only on that? Because I, I don't have cable, but I would like to start watching some of that probably stuff. Probably find it online somewhere. I don't know where, yeah. but I would imagine. They have an app, I'm sure, too. You could probably get the app. It might be on there. That's Good I know a know. lot of these channels are, there are specific apps, I know, or, uh, or at least they should have all the stuff on there. Um, TTSA teamed up with the army to share and analyze the metamaterials. So they had that material where they felt like it was of extraterrestrial, uh, extraterrestrial nature. Uh, however, they were unsure. So I think they partnered with the army. I don't, I never followed up on that. Um, again, some people listening might know a lot more about this stuff than we do. Obviously we enjoy it and look into it, but we're not the, uh, Hang on every detail kind of guys. Well, we got our hands in a lot of the cookie pots, so we got to, we got to take, can't super dive into one thing or another. What do you, We're trying Theo to Vaughn? Find... Cookie pot? <laughs> <laughs> Why does he say that? No, he just says weird things, but you, your terminology is all over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. And then they were, um, they're entertaining the idea that these crafts or entities are malevol- uh, malevolent. Uh, mm-hmm. Or they're just maybe just some of them, but so that's where we'll get into the different narratives. And we've talked a little bit about it before, but um, TTSA or To the Stars Academy is under the assumption um, that based on the things that they know, that these entities might not be the most savory um, for whatever reason. Um, and you which know, I have a hard time to, to believe. I don't know what your what your take is on that. Well, there's but. some people that say that's because of the people that know what's up or whatever, and their connections to like you know Christianity or the occult, and that these things might be demonic or right. something along uh, along those lines. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all that. I would like to think that it would be like us where some are good, some are bad, some have an agenda, some don't or whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I look at it like if they're an extent, if they're a higher form of, of being, we look at our earth and we're, what's holding us back is the fact that we can't all get along and we can't all look at each other as kind of a finger on a hand. Like I believe that we're all, we all share the same thing and we're all pretty much the same which actually is dividing us is the fact that everybody look at, looks at everybody different. So if these aliens or these beings that are super advanced that they can travel across galaxies and stuff, you would think that they would have evolved to the point where they they recognize how important love is. But I also see what you're saying. You have to have like you have to have bad to have good kind of deal. Well, I mean, you know, light or 
darkness doesn't exist without light, vice versa, and you can go on and on right. with the good and bad. And um, to a certain extent, nature is binary. I think that life, though, is very gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just depends. But yeah, I don't. Again, I don't know how I feel about that. I would think that it would be. Um, I don't know because if let's say they are the angels of theology or religion or they are right, right. um metaphysical beings or whatever you want to call it fairies or whatever the case may be if it's anything's tied to anything you know metaphysical or supernatural or paranormal like that um that yeah that they would be somewhat good because there are have been good accounts in the past but Again, it could be a scenario where it's like us, where maybe some of them want to do tests on us or, you know, who knows, tinker or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I, in my opinion, though, like if they were bad, I would think that they would have already done something. They would have already came out. They would have, because think about all the stuff that they've apparently have witnessed, because a lot of these accounts rose up after World War II and stuff. So if they were looking at our race as any kind of threat or, if they had any ill will, well, that's the whole. Uh, Stephen I would think they would have implemented narrative it. is that once we use the atomic bomb, we drew attention to ourselves because it's almost like a um, uh, butterfly effect type thing or something along those lines. Where once you split the atom, it has a ripple effect throughout the universe. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we don't, which think makes of, sense. Maybe we don't think of it like that, but we don't know the kind of unseen things that we have an effect on with that kind of technology or power. Yeah. That's yeah, why it was Oppenheimer, you know, when he, when they did, he quoted and everybody talks about this, but it's, it's true. You know, he quoted the Bhagavad Gita, you know, I have become death destroyer of worlds. That's what you're doing. You're destroying worlds basically. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting narrative too. Cause when you grow up in America, you think that we dropped the bomb on, you know, all those people in Japan. That was a good thing. And then the more you look at it, you're like, I don't know if that really was such a good thing. I, yeah, obviously it was a good thing in the sense that America wasn't taken over. But in the sense of all humanity, what is America and what's another country? It's just your perspective of where you live and who's right and wrong. It's pretty It's pretty strange. Yeah, boundaries and systems and yeah. some systems don't Which, fit in with other systems and yeah, that's just the reality of the the world as we know it. Right, right. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so we'll get into that more in a little bit. But uh, also, you can invest in their organization until up to July ninth. So coming up, I here, almost did a week, and I said no, 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 no. <laughs> a week from <laughs> now. Um, yeah. As far as like investing or being a total fanboy or something like that that's not my style i'm just i'm interested in it and i want to see where it goes and i'm excited and hopefully it does come up uh will yield some results here so i should say some more results but um but yeah i mean it's uh it's not something i plan on investing and not that i don't believe in it it's just i if i were to invest which i don't um (laughs) in the stock market i would there'd be some other things that uh I'd go to first. Well, they're not a publicly traded company either. They're just it's like you, you donate to their website. So yeah, I don't even know how that whole thing works. Yeah. I don't, I don't have no idea. Uh, but yeah, I was just pointing that out cause maybe there are some people that want to, um, so and money moves things. So that's, that's what we do now. All right. So now we can talk about Dr. Steven Greer. So these are, I, 
I like to think that these are the two competing or big boy things yeah. happening within the UFO UAP community. Um, so we talked a little bit about Dr. Stephen Greer, uh, the serious disclosure project, uh, the documentaries he's come out with is serious, unacknowledged and CE five. I think most people have seen unacknowledged it's on Netflix. Um, if you haven't, I recommend watching it. There is there's some good stuff in there. Um, whether you believe him or not, or his agenda or not, doesn't really matter because information's information. Um, and uh, Sirius was his first one. And I think, which one was it where they um, they had the tiny little mummy? From I think that, that's Sirius. The Atacama Desert. Where, Let me uh, check that out. And he didn't really, Dr. Greer didn't really like the results that came up, but supposedly it was a aborted fetus, I believe, or something along those lines where um, it had a, a, a bunch of genetic ab- abnormalities, so it had kind of an interesting uh, look to it. So that's why they thought it was maybe a little alien or whatnot, but they... Uh, yeah, it was missing like a rib or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's called Sirius. It was a 2013 documentary. It, do, it is the one with the little man or the little creature thing. It's a human being. You don't have to call it a creature. I still believe, bro. Do you? I don't know. If you look at the whole, it's interesting and it's it's hard to really, it's hard to really believe. I mean, there are a lot of UFOs. What is science? Like a hundred years ago, science was something different, and a hundred years from now, science yeah. is going to be something different. So. It's hard to be like, yeah, I believe it because science has proven it. But what is science? Is an observe? It's an observation of you. You know, you're you're trying to see repeatable things. Right. That's really all it is. So I don't know, man. I'd have to watch it again. But I remember when I was watching, I was like, ah, this. I I flip flop. I think you do the same. I think. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, that area of the Atacama je- uh, Desert in Chile actually has, I think, a decent amount of action, UFO action in that area. Um, right. So, I mean, who knows? But I, 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 I don't know. I just go by what they said. I don't, I don't know what to believe per se. But uh, he gave up his profession as an ER trauma doctor to push for disclosure. So that's what a lot of his documentaries are about: is um, who the the people are that he's briefed um and he uses a lot of uh freedom of information and um declassified files and things like that to um prove his points on certain things he created c-seti and the serious disclosure project um he uses again yeah he uses the freedom of information and different documents which there are a few people out there that do that as well uh, he takes people into the desert to, or I guess other locations too, to meditate and communicate uh, or make uh, contact with these UFOs and entities. So um, they are going out into these places and um, having these sessions. And um, yeah, it costs a pretty penny too. We did our review of CE5. We did a whole episode on it with Matt Tiller. Uh, you can check that out. Um, I don't know what episode it was, probably 10, 15 episodes ago. And um, he uh, he also, they had a picture in their documentary. I don't What did you think of that, that picture of the alien that they took that was like through a bunch of like filters or whatever? It's, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough to believe in any, especially in today's age of Photoshop. Well, you're a uh, photographer. That's, that's why. 
Yeah, but you can doctor stuff. Like I've made videos where I made it look like it was coming from a 35 millimeter film camera. So it's like it's easy to beat up a picture and it's easy to alter a picture. It's t- It's a tough. I don't know. And I, I want to point out that I want to believe in things, but I'm also not just going to like blindly believe things or not look into them more or whatever. I think that that's where you see people post a lot of crazy stuff because somebody says something. It sounds good or maybe it like makes sense through deductive reasoning or something right. like that. But when you actually look into these things, you can kind of cut away the BS and start to see what's real, what's not, what aspects of these things are real, what are the possibilities, what aren't. So, Well, I think you touched on a good point right there. It's keeping an open mind because you have a lot of these scientists or materialists that say, yeah, when you pass away, there's nothing there, but they don't have the proof. And I don't have the proof to show that there is somewhere to you that you go. Same thing with a lot of this alien stuff. But I do really get more on the bandwagon of the telekinesis type thing where if you're meditating and you're you're uh, you're vibrating at a higher frequency and stuff you can tune in with to different things and maybe that's more of the response to how the pyramids were built maybe these these uh these ancient people were meditating and then getting plans from some other star system altogether yeah i mean that that's we've talked about that with like psychedelics and stuff like that i don't see why that couldn't be the case um and uh, I've had and that's time. I've had a couple weird experiences recently. We will talk about it in another episode. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't say I, what you're saying doesn't isn't wrong because we can't prove that it, it's wrong or right. But um, but yeah, you make a good point. And again, we just have to look at the data. Where does it go? And what are the possibilities? And even then, we're going to be wrong. So mm-hmm. you just got to put your best foot forward. Um, and, uh, okay. So yeah, he, uh, he believes that Dr. Greer back to Dr. Greer, he believes that there is a network of extraterrestrials, like some sort of galactic federation, if you will, maybe not that, but something along those lines, uh, where these things watch our progress and, um, they think they see us as a threat, like almost like we're quarantined here on this planet because of, our inability to, um, you know, keep it together and not blow each other up and not detonate nuclear weapons and not pollute the planet, et cetera. Right. Um, like almost like, like earth is like the South Chicago or the bad parts of Detroit in the solar system. I mean, no, I don't think like that. Um, I would say, well, I've read a lot of different things that say if you're here on Earth going through this experience, you uh, when you get to the next level, you're going to be more you're going to have more of a reward because of how turbulent and and crazy the experience of living on Earth is. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's it's less about like area or like anything like that. Like you're thinking like actual material geol. I'm talking about um like our psyche and like the way our mind works. I'm not talking about like geographic location. No, no, I'm saying that too. Like the way that, that we treat each other and the good and the bad. And I don't know. I mean, this the stuff that I'm dabbling in is a little more esoteric, but I was just like, you, you mentioned this galactic federation or whatever. And you were talking about how they were, it was almost more of a negative thing, but it also reminds me when we were starting to read about the, uh, the Urantia papers and stuff. And that kind of coincides a little bit with that, where there's these, these hierarchies that watch planets develop and then once they're they're set for life then 
I don't know really the, the inner workings, if they inject the life or if it just naturally happens with single cell organisms. And so there is, that's where the science comes there, in. So that, that become, that's like a lot of like theology based stuff though, because there is like a, we are quarantined in those papers. According to those papers, we are quarantined here because we, um, I don't know. There's something like bad about the way we were set up. So uh-huh. that even can go into like Gnosticism too, like something very flawed about us that it's our goal or our job to transmute back into this other Love. thing. Um, but yeah, like a good being or whatever. But, um, but yeah, my whole point was he's looking at it like, like, like less about individuals or areas, but more about like, look at the way that countries are divided and look at the way that we still play games against mm-hmm. each other, like, you know, like warfare or, you know, now it's gone completely cyber for the most part, you know, cyber attacks and different cyber threats and things like that. So, right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, everything's always evolving, but yeah. So he, he's, his idea is that we haven't been like invited into this thing because, you know, I'm, sh- you know, also like shoot, trying to shoot down UFOs and things of that nature too. So, so he's saying that we have to actually evolve kind of what I was saying is that we have to put all our differences aside and come together and become one essentially. Yeah. Before they'll actually accept us into the hierarchy of the universe. Yeah. I mean, I actually agree with that. So, but, and then there's other things too, because then there's some people that don't like that idea because they would say that that's probably some sort of one planet, one thing, you know, you know where I'm going with that. And I don't, we don't get into any of that kind of stuff. So I don't, um, let's see here. Let's move on from, all right, so you weren't on the episode we did where we reviewed it. So Matt Taylor and I, I think you were out of town or something. I don't, I don't know, I forget. But uh, Matt Taylor and I did a review of the Bob Lazar documentary that Jeremy Corbell uh, directed. And this one's, I've gone back and forth on this one like a billion times because there are things that are weird that why would that be the case? And then there's things where... It goes the other way where, okay, maybe is he telling the truth? I don't know. Um, I guess my assessment after the episode, the review, and you can go watch that. Everybody that's listening, you can go check out. um, If you're watching on YouTube, you can watch. I have a uh, playlist where it's all UFO and alien stuff for UFO day. And you can just go through Perfect for today. Yep. Um, And then also, if you're listening... I don't know what episode it is, but it's just, it's, I think the name of it's like Bob Lazar, um, uh, documentary recap or something like that. So you can find it on our, uh, audio channels as well. Um, so my assessment was after watching the documentary and also watching that Joe Rogan interview uh, a couple times that if he's lying, he's, he has to be a sociopath or, something yeah, along he's those a phenomenal actors it's just I, I just don't know how um even the body language and like yeah on joe rogan he had a headache and stuff but i mean it didn't i get no he- i I, got, I get I migraines so I, for me it was like that's that is an excuse to be a little squinty and because i mean i when you get a re- when you have real bad migraines you're you could become like light sensitive you right. you know I don't know you know I text you like if we have an episode lined up I'm like dude I have a migraine headache you know that we're not going to be doing that episode so yeah my mom's you, you has got them and they're they're pretty brutal 
I've had a bunch less uh, since I started taking certain vitamins, but still, I mean, I, when I do get them, they're they're pretty bad. But but uh, I did want to jump on that Bob Lazar thing because like I'm a I dabble with like acting and I'm you know I'm an amateur, but you can tell when people are behind the behind the screen, man, it's it's blatantly obvious if they're acting or not. And this guy would have to be he'd be an award winning actor. He'd be a Brad Pitt or something if this guy was. Was either like you said, either he's a sociopath where he believes the lie to the T. So when he's telling the stories, it's not like a lie coming out of him, mm-hmm. or he's the best actor ever, or he's telling the truth. It's one of those options. <laughs> so it's it's basically all options, is what you're saying. Not no, because he's not he's not coming he's not lying and knowing he's lying is what I'm saying. That's that's one option out the window. He's not sitting there telling lies, knowing he's lying. Okay, he's either so, fully believing in his story, and like you said, there's something wrong with him. He's a mentally disabled. He has some mental problems. Which to to be that brilliant, I guess you're walking a what thin do you mean line. He has between, mental pride. I, I never got any of that. If he's a sociopath, he has something. He has a screw loose. Yeah, in his yeah. Mind. But if you're saying you're you're. You said it as if you knew that that was the case. We don't know that that's the case. No, I'm not. Well, that's why there's two options. He's either that or he's telling the full truth and it actually happened. So you can decipher. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Well, that's what I'm saying. That's It's weird. That's all I'm saying. It's weird because it's one of those things. Like if it was me and I had a story to tell, you you would find things, especially with everybody watching this stuff, like these documentaries and the Joe Rogan thing. That's over millions of views. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I go back and forth about it, but a little bit about him. So he claims to have worked at S4, which was a secret site near Area 51 or Groom Lake. So most people know Area 51. It's And all those people showed up there for that thing last year. Um, and um, as far as we know that S4 is really there and they had um, – these in the documentary, these hand scanners that scan the the density of your bones that yeah. Bob talked about that it wasn't like a known thing. So for him to know about that, he at least would have had to have been there at some point to see these things, mm-hmm. at very least. Um. So and then okay, so yeah, Jeremy Corbell um, directed and told Bob Lazar's story in his documentary. Uh, the documentary is called Bob Lazar. Area 51 and Flying Saucers. I believe it's still on Netflix. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but you can watch it other places too. I've seen people post it around. Um, so That's it, the one that starts with the government coming in and seizing stuff, right? Yeah, so that had to do with, I think he sold some sort of substance because he, um, he like runs a lab, some sort where they sell like chemicals and different uh compounds and things like that and he Uh sold something and it was used in like a crime or something so they raided his lab but they claim Mm. or he claims that he was raided because he has still has a piece of this and now we'll talk about the element 115 which he was talking about element 115 back in like the 80s when all this stuff started coming out um an element 115 was discovered later as muscovium uh by some russian scientists who used a particle collider uh to discover it however the 115 that they discovered is unstable and bob lazar is saying that there is a stable version of element 115 that is used as fuel for these crafts 
Um, and that's where he was working at S4 and trying to reverse engineer these things in the 80s. So to sum it up, we don't have element 115 on Earth. Some scientists collided something to create it, but that version of it's very unstable. But he's claiming that from an, in another planet, this element 115 exists in natural form, which they are able to use and harness as fuel for the spacecrafts, correct? Um, yeah. Okay. So, so, and, but then they go into, I think that he talks about them being able to create it too. Like they somehow were making this stuff for, you know, I don't know. You have to watch yeah. the documentary. I don't want to go into everything and I don't want to ruin a bunch of it, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much the premise. However, um, again, they, he knew about the hand scanners, uh, and he also, um, there's a few other little things that he knew, but so the, 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 the real problem becomes when you start talking about his education and backgrounds, so this is where people look at the story and go, Oh, I don't believe him. Mm-hmm. And that's when they talk about, so he claims he went to college at MIT and Caltech, uh, at some point, And that there's even people that can vouch for him that he was dropped off there, et cetera. Um, However, I don't, I've never seen any actual proof of that. Um, and he claims that there's no records of this stuff. They, they erased his record. So that was that whole thing when he came out in the news and blew the story up. And then he was, he, the reason why he did that was because he was afraid for his life. And the reason why he was afraid for his life was because they found out while he was working at S4 that his wife was cheating on him, uh, which raised some red flags. And then things started to go haywire. So then he started to get paranoid and then... He told the story on TV and, you know, George Knapp started to get involved in all this stuff later on. Um, so, but that that's the main thing is the why people don't believe him is the Caltech and MIT stuff. But he's, when you watch the documentary, he's clearly a scientist he's doing. I mean, I'm not an mm-hmm. ex- expert, but it looked like he was, you know, and he understands concepts that, that I understand from physics and different, uh, disciplines where i know what he's saying to be true so i haven't heard him say anything that's like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about but i also haven't looked or listened to all of this stuff so maybe there is something out there where he doesn't know know what he's talking about you're not a scientist either no i'm not but you just play one on tv (laughs) yeah um and that being said um he also attached a rocket to his car which i don't i mean could you do <laughs> i mean who who's gonna do that you know what i'm saying like yeah you have to be you have to very at very least be very very smart and understand electronics to to do that so the other thing that that kind of proves his excuse me proves his point um was when he when he built that rocket car i think there was a newspaper that came out came out that highlighted uh, that he did that and that he worked at Los Alamos Labs. Now, they do stuff over at uh, Los Alamos Labs is where they, I think there's like, uh, I know there's like plasma research and different types of research, I think, that, that they do there. Um, and he supposedly worked there. Uh, what was, oh yeah, he also um, was in the employee, in the movie, in the documentary, they show that he was in the employee directory of, Los Alamos, even though they claim that he never worked there. Uh, they also point to him being arrested in 1990 uh, for being involved in a prostitution ring, um, which another reason why people, but I don't wow. know, I don't know what 
running What's a brothel. On, I don't know what running a brothel would have to do with <laughs> whether aliens were real or not. Anyways. Right. He's he's still just a man. I mean, come he, on. <laughs> he's a man, but I mean, <laughs> maybe he was trying to m- make some loot on the side. Who knows? Right, right. That shouldn't have any valid. You know, that's there's no validity to him. Is not it noble being smart. or legal? No. I mean, I guess well, if you're in Nevada, but I don't. I think you have to have some sort of setup where it's it's known about or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we move on to an interesting one in the sense that I don't know if I am on board with this. So I like what TTSA is doing. I even like the meditation aspect of the Stephen Greer stuff. Um, And uh, the Bob Lazar stuff is definitely intriguing. But this one, I don't know how to feel about this one. So there is a show um, on Skin Rocker Ranch on History Channel where they have surveillance and they walk around with different scientists and their team and stuff and analyze cattle mutilations and different uh, weird phenomena that pops up there. Um, so it's a piece of land in Utah associated with paranormal and UFO activity. Um, it was owned by Robert Bigelow, who most people who are into UFOs know who Robert Bigelow is uh, from Bigelow Aerospace. Um, and it is now owned by Brandon Fugel. Um so Skinwalker Ranch comes from a Navajo legend of a vengeful shaman. And uh, it's this, you know, scary, um, almost like a, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but you can look it up. And some of the, the weirdness involves cattle mutilations, orbs, UFOs, paranormal experiences, uh, and it's usually negative in nature. So there's usually some sort of, effect in a negative way on either the people psyche or the their physical well-being different weird things um and in the show project blue book the show depicted testing um being done using natural gas simulating gases uh, Mm -hmm. emitted from you know via seismic activity so think like how the oracle in ancient greece used to inhale vapors from the earth uh and that area, as you well know, if you watch the show, we just did um, an episode on tidal forces and the uh, tectonic plates. And then we also did an episode before that. We did one on super volcanoes, uh, specifically the Yellowstone area, the Yellowstone hotspot and stuff. So um, that area is very seismically active. And I'm not saying that that's the, the answer to it all or anything like that, but I do think that that should at least be checked out as a possible cause for because seismic activity can create um, orbs, light orbs um, from different uh, earthquakes and things like that. So I don't. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that that's the case. I do believe that there are weird anomalous things, but um, I also believe that there could be natural explanations for some of these things. Yeah, my aunt was has been watching it, and I kind of told her my hypothesis about the the gas coming out of the earth and she's like yeah that could explain some of this stuff i haven't watched the show so i'm not sure how crazy the events are taking that that take place there but i i do believe that 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 gas could be heavily responsible for most of that stuff and maybe not though too you know maybe there it is this weird place that's like some connected to maybe the magnetic grid um or some hot spot or maybe there was some crazy stuff that happened there a long time ago. I, I don't know. Um, you know, you could get into like the whole like uh, Rupert Sheldrick morphic resonance theory where things can carry memory, 
you know, like uh, objects or places and things like that. So, yeah, I don't know. So, but do I believe in Skinwalker Ranch? I believe that people are having weird experiences. I don't know specifically. Um, I don't know. It just seems like one of the weak links in this whole thing from all the, yeah, to me, this is just my opinion. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I've watched, well, I, I've watched like four of the episodes. I have four of the episodes. I haven't watched, um, I haven't watched them all, but I mean, I've seen enough and I've seen the yeah. Jeremy Corbell's got a documentary on it as well. I'm, I really am a proponent of there's different areas on the earth and I'm more based on the vial of vertices where there are the, the, uh, the big magnetic pole pole zones. And if you're vibrating at the right level, I think that you can meditate and get yourself into some, some, some weird situations as far as, you know, the normal people are concerned, but you meditate all the time. So when, if you had an experience, I feel like it wouldn't be such a crazy thing for you because you'd be kind of already, you've already been dabbling with, some of the esoteric stuff and you're also kind of you know going up and getting your yourself right and um i don't know i feel like there is magic on earth I, it kind of like goes back to what you were saying we are living breathing magic mm-hmm. and if you kind of realize that I, I like to say that we're eternal beings you know having a temporary human experience and when you look at life like that into that you know scope it is pretty magical and stuff and you can kind of brush away all the the, the stuff that bogs you down in the day to day, but, um, you got to vibrate high and you gotta, you gotta eliminate some of these things like alcohol and stuff like that and eat right and meditate and get yourself to the right plane. But I think humans can do way more than we're doing. That's just my, my opinion. So, yeah. yeah I and I think what we, we're all coming to the realization now, especially with some of the, we have different outlets where you're not always watching the news or this or that. You can go on YouTube or you can go on to a podcast and you can listen to different people's views and opinions and stuff. And it's not such a laser focused way of how you need to live your life and go to a nine to five job. That's why I wanted to talk about that, that book, uh, that we both read in high school, because that even in high school, I was thinking on a different wavelength and it took me to almost now to actually feel what resonates with me. Like the Bob Lazar thing is a good example of it. I, when I watch him, I believe the guy. Why am I going to fight my natural instinct? I think people need to start going with their guts more. And if it resonates with them, then there's, there's, a, there's something to that. And every, a lot of people will be like, yeah, but then this and this and this. And then you almost talk yourself out of that. Yeah, but what if it is made up? Well, what if it is? But <laughs> why just, does it? I know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it would, okay, well, you could talk talk yourself out of any of that shit, though. You know. <laughs> but I, I know. But I, I, that's the whole point of all of this is what's real. And look, even what's real or not, like that's a subjective thing because my reality is different than your reality. Yeah, we we both can agree and acknowledge that there are weird things, or this this is red, or this over here, or the way this looks this way. And maybe it looks exactly the same, but the way we interpret things is different because that's right. the mind. So I'm just saying you seem to go flip flopping back and forth, like even like the Urantia papers. There was something about that that drew us to it. Yeah, I wish I could to get back to that sweet, sweet place, you know. <laughs> you can, man. I think you're overthinking the, the things. The more a ignorant too much. days of, of the... <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I think that it was more you it, it was ignorant know, in the I, sense I, where I you had nothing but to I didn't mean that because even if something you know it to like not be true or 
maybe there's something weird about this or whatever. Um, if you read it and it makes you feel better, it gives you a better perspective. Does it matter if it's actually right. real in the sense that you think it is what it's supposed to be or whatever the case may be? I guess no, because um, you could say that for a lot of different um, ancient texts and religious texts and different things. So um, so in, in that way. But yeah, I, I do think that... I do think that we... I don't know. I I'm on my own path. My own path is to figure out what the truth is. Like like I said, it's like a gray area thing where um your idea of things is different than my idea of things. We can agree on things, but it's not as easy as this is reality, you know, and what is objective reality really? I mean, we've talked about that a ton too, so my point is there's things that have resonated with you and you keep going back to them over and over and over again. The aliens are one. Yeah. The ancient pyramids are one of them. There's a reason that that draws you into it. And it's weird coincidence or synchronicity or whatever you want to say. But we went on a canoe trip one time and you brought this is right when we started the podcast. You brought this up to our uncle and he he was baffled because he he connected to you instantly over that. And. I don't know. There's something about that, that that I just don't think is just happen chance. I think that there's a reason for that. And I think we're all here. And I think we're doing this podcast during this time because something is happening in the earth. You can say whatever you want, but I feel a change coming. Mm. And the, I t- totally believe that something's about to give, give way here. Maurice has woken up from a 135-episode slumber. But we don't want to get too crazy because we don't want to like I would push it in the, to my views, but that you know you're right about that. You, there's no reason to lay our views on other people. We can put them out there and present them to people, and they can make their own judgment. Me and you see things a little differently, but we agree upon a lot of things, and that's what that that's what life is. Is take there's no the, no no two people see the world the exact same way. Yeah. So once you realize that, then it's like okay, well let's have a. I mean, me and you could get into an argument, but after we'll be calm, and it's the whole thing is just. It's a playful little disagreement about things, which no one agrees 100% on everything. So that's life. I don't know. That is. No, that's, I mean, you make some good points. I'm not even disagreeing with you. And this whole thing that you're saying about how I connect with some of these things and I keep coming back to them. Yeah, I do. And there is something to them, but I don't, every time I come back, I learn a little bit more that excludes some of the things. So it's like this like Mm. tight, tight rope, you know, walk that, you know, I don't know. At least that's the way I look at it. It's it's a lot of seesaw back and forth, and I don't have the answers. But um, and watch out for people that claim that they do. I'll just say that. Right. I think that the more that we do this show, the more we realize that the people that are actually the really smart people are the ones that admit that they don't know. They can present the information. They can bring it in. There's they money to be made too. Let's just say that there is money to be made. I don't. Well, the money is the root of the all. Of the only the, thing I uh, want is just people that are interested in listening to all this stuff. You know, like if you want to go to our Patreon or whatever, awesome. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking to divulge details for money or secret, you know, like that's not our thing. That's never been our thing. So, but there are people yeah. trying to peddle that out there. So you do have to watch out for that. Well, um, we don't have a hidden agenda. We would love to do it and make and do it full time so we could get more information out there. But at the same time we do it for ourselves first and then whoever right. wants to join on the ride can come along for it. Yeah. Let's talk about ancient UFO site. So it's easy to go to the, the low bearing fruit of like, you know, ancient aliens or whatever. Uh, but <clears throat> what's, 
let's talk about a little bit. As I mentioned to the stars, or Tom DeLonge and Peter Lavenda, the gods, man, and war, a lot of that is actually ancient mythology and ancient things connecting the phenomena to those things, which is kind of what ancient aliens does, except they go a little bit of a step further and claim that these aliens built things or these aliens, whatever. So that's where I would maybe draw the line is them actually building things on earth. Maybe they inspired human beings, but, um, so, uh, UFOs have been around since we were conscious enough to ponder such things. So, uh, yeah, that book, the Godsman war, they do a lot of the cargo cult stuff, which, you know, you can read in other places as well. Uh, it's just the idea, like for instance, the South Pacific in World War II, some of the uh, indigenous people on the islands had never seen helicopters or aircraft carriers. So if you saw that thing coming and you had no idea about that technology, you would think that these people are gods or right. some crazy aliens from another place or something like that. So that's the idea and that why we think, well, we think we're so advanced that there is something more advanced than us, either some sort of breakaway civilization or... Um, probe from like let's say there's you know another solar system sent a probe into our solar system to check out our you know solar system or whatever the case may be and it crash lands and that's roswell or whatever the case may be you know what i'm saying something Uh along those lines um so you know they can be found in ancient accounts you know you talk about ancient texts you know whether it's the vedas or the bible you know the a lot of that stuff it's like um um the viamanas and in the um uh in the bible you could talk about uh you know the angels and uh ascending and descending from jacob's ladder like all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um there's all those accounts you know whether that's what they're talking about i have a different take on a lot of that stuff and it still could be connected to the aliens which is that we talked about a million times i think psychoactive substances and psychedelics had a huge impact on early humanity and trying to understand and figure things out so um and by you know we've done enough episodes on that where people can go watch those if they're interested in that topic um yeah and you're saying that that doesn't necessarily mean it's fake but because some of those psychoactive ingredients could be connecting you to uh, like a, 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 for, for, yeah a metaphysical you know, realm or maybe the next which level. may be real so you don't the, you can't yeah yeah i'm not just just and that's what um uh dr andrew gallimore's book alien information theory is literally all about it's about the alien realm of people that take dmt or if you can watch the spirit molecule uh with rick strassman and those same thing these people are having these insane experiences that are undeniable that are more real than real so um but uh but do you think that's like a, a cap out in a sense where they don't put in the work like if you spent your lifetime dedicating no, to i think eating I, no because you have to know what because okay for instance when we were younger we did psychedelics we didn't have the reverence for them we didn't have the perspective now when you're older you know that this is plant medicine or that this is things that could could help or, or you know help humanity so i think that that's the different um uh the different perspective mm-hmm. there is that even if you do use those substances, you do have to be somewhat intelligent and understand what's going on. Um, have we always been a cargo cult? So that, you know, 
has there maybe there's some again some aspect that we're just not knowing whether these things live in the ocean and you know we've seen them go from 60 feet in the air to water level with in under a second things like that so um could these things be living in our oceans could they be living on some sort of satellite uh outside of our um uh purview that we you know we're aware of something like that that's that's a you know like i said a breakaway civilization so that would mean at some point humanity has had some sort of advanced technology um and these people left for whatever reason maybe it's they felt superior maybe they just had the technology and wanted to bounce um who knows you could speculate on all that all day on that but um have we been seeing unknown natural phenomena um of some sort or are these crafts made by extraterrestrials or into interdimensional beings so again are we seeing earthquake lights ball lightning i'm not and i'm not saying that this is the case but what percentage of sightings are those things and what percentage are they um of let's say unknown origin whether it be extraterrestrial or interdimensional whatever the case may be a von neumann probe you know i don't know what percentage most people say like 97 percent are bullshit or bs and three percent are legit yeah I mean, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of things I claim to know. That's one thing I don't. Yeah, but even watching that CE5, there was some that you saw, I think you'll admit. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool too. But then when we had that, uh, that what was the guy on that was talking about the plasma? Oh, that was uh, Gregory Little, right? Yeah, Dr. Gregory Little. So when he was on talking about the plasma, that fit the description to a T almost and it's like oh okay of that's what a- though because ce5 there i'm you know that the stephen greer documentary there's they show a ton of different types of ufos yeah but those guys there were there were times when people would know when they were going to happen and i'm more i'm more uh talking about the like the tic tac video and things like that because the plasma would show up on radar and whatnot i mean that's the the job of it is the fake out I'm not, radar system I'm, I'm not i i I don't know. I'm not convinced of that either. That one, I don't know. See, you still want to believe, bro, and there's been some some info plapped on your lap. Yeah, because why... Okay, so this is a whole different discussion. discussion that, so why would they... If, if they have these videos now and they declassified them and they said, we don't know what it is, why would they say, they, we don't know what they, it is, knowing that people know this thing's been written in articles, what he was talking about. It's not like it's some unknown insider thing it was in like popular mechanics you know like these are yeah. these are articles that the public read you know so yeah that's a good point but again I, it's hard for me to trust anything coming from the government that's how skewed i am <laughs> that's why i need you to, uh, to, to keep yeah, me in I, line I, I i think that i don't think about things a l- the way that a lot of people think about these things in the sense that oh there's some somebody at the top pulling strings or you know this, this, and this. I don't think about things like that. What I think about is there's systems, and systems become corrupted. There is incentive within the systems for certain people to act certain ways. So while some of them might be malevolent or have ill intentions or whatever the case may be, most of the time it's just greedy or ignorant or stupid people running the show mm-hmm. and they don't give a shit. And that's it. That's the story. Yeah. So. 
Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of truth to that. Because it'd be you'd have to have some serious, uh, some serious secretivity if it was kept this, kept this much under wraps for this long. So yeah, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying any of that. But oh, bro, you better. I don't not. know. You better not deny. <laughs> Um, so these are the people that we've had on our show. Give them a little shout out and a little bit of their info. So, uh, Sean Cahill, Sean was present on the USS Princeton when the USS Nemitz, uh, Nemitz Tic Tac UFO sighting was going down. And he also had his own, um, uh, sighting and he talks about it on unidentified season one. I think episode three is where they depict it. Um, and we did an episode with them. Great guy smart guy i like his take very philosophical um and you can watch that episode i think i don't know what episode it is we didn't do it that long ago it was probably 10 episodes ago maybe less um dr michael masters we did an episode with him on his book identified flying objects he is a professor of biological anthropology and he wrote a book outlining his hypothesis that the ufos and aliens are are uh, us basically you and i just Mm -hmm. from the future so they're time travelers so the ufo would be the ufo would be the time uh time machine and the the traveler would obviously be an alien but and there's people that talk about this we've talked about this since the beginning we started doing this podcast which this idea that if we were to traverse space for long enough and not be on earth and be in space, you lose bone density, and evolution would make us evolve over time to look like aliens. I know. I think Joe Rogan talks a little about that too. Um, so yeah, that that idea is not impossible to me. I think that there's actually some archetype stuff that makes sense. Um. So yeah, so check out our episode with Sean Cahill and read Dr. Michael Masters' book, Identified Flying Objects. Uh, you mentioned Dr. Gregory Little, Gregory Little, one of our favorite guests, um, and he's a psychologist and an author who's written about uh, this topic and has been fascinated with UFOs. And he believes that they are connected to plasma and plasma technology. So, which may or may not be living organisms themselves. Right. So his his idea is that there's something paranormal or metaphysical about the plasma interaction. Um, and the technology uh chris wolford fellow detroit man uh he's a research and experiencer uh he's also a fan of what ttsa or to the stars academy is doing super smart dudes read about a lot of stuff um he's always got a good opinion on things so you can check him out on twitter um matt tiller good dude we've had him on the show probably more than any other ufo alien person i think he's been on the show four or five times he runs tiller for riller youtube channel and he is a fan of what ttsa is doing uh, as well as the scientific aspects of the phenomena Uh, we recently had bruce fenton on i think we've had him on a few times he's the author uh, he's an author and researcher who has a hypothesis that we were genetically altered by extraterrestrials starting roughly 780,000 years ago via an impact event. Um, and they have found recently a crater that might date to that exact time or roughly thereabouts. Yeah, that, that was a really good episode. I like the, the, I think it was the first one when he was talking about us being, they found, I can't even remember exactly what, I'd have to go watch it again. But Oh, the, well, the physical remnants that, or the physical evidence are the tectites. Uh-huh. little formations caused by 
this supposed crash. Um, and Lee Adams, who's a friend of the show and uh, working on some stuff on the side with him, he was stationed on the USS Nemitz, but not when the sighting occurred. Uh, he also has had his own sighting when he was stationed in Virginia. Uh, if you remember that episode where he talks about, uh, I think it was like New Year's Day or New Year's Eve or something, where yeah, the bubble nighttime and they saw this like giant. He saw a giant like trash jellyfish, jellyfish trash bag looking type thing in the sky that was massive. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and then I mentioned him earlier, but Dr. Andrew Gallimore, who is a, um, I think he's a uh, computational neuro uh, scientist. And he wrote Alien uh, Information Theory, and he was tying the DMT realm to the entities, you know, something that's alien in nature. So, like, um, I think they are going to, they're, they're, I don't know if they are fully going ahead with that, but I think they're working towards doing that, that study or that test with the um, extended DMT stay so people can map out that realm. And who knows, maybe even figure out what these DMT entities are that people are experiencing. Some people call them aliens some people call them angels some people think that they're just entities some people call them machine elves there's a lot of different mm-hmm. lots of different so names. yeah over the last couple of years we've had quite the gambit of guests yeah. when you when you put it all like that because a lot of these when you get into them they're not necessarily just fully about aliens and they kind of like trickles back to that which is it's kind of cool to look at them all on a list and because dr gregory little is a He's he's a younger Dryas guy, right? Uh, Doctor Gregory Little is a ancient mound. Well, again, he's a psychologist. Oh yeah, the mound. He's written like right, a ton right. of books. He's written he's written stuff on the mind. He's written stuff on UFOs. He's, I think the book he's w- working on right now with Andrew Collins is about um, the paranormal side of the UFO phenomenon. Kind of maybe more in the Jacques Vallée or um, John Keel type of research. Uh, but he, um, he, he, uh, I, I drew a blank there. What were you, what was your question? Oh, I was just saying like, it's, it's cool. To, oh, Younger Dryas. No, no. These, yeah. They yeah. talk, they talk about that in Denise of an origins, his book, but it's like kind of similar, um, um, to that topic. Well, it plays a part because of the ancient civilizations and, Gobekli Tepe, but in Denise of an Origins, more of that stuff is comes from Andrew Collins than uh, Doctor Little. But it's cool to just look at the list, and there's, no one's a quack on there. You got guys from the army to doctors, psychologists. Sean, Sean Cahill's in the Navy. Yeah. Right, right. So, so it's, is it's, Lee like Adams. Uh huh. I think Lee Adams has a doesn't he? He's a psychologist major yeah, he's too. He's studying young he? and consciousness. I think. Mm. So yeah, if you look at it like that, it's like it's not just the 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 crazy hillbilly that's seen something out in the you know the, 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 there's actual valid people. Well, I wouldn't even brush off those either. That's the Hopkins. No, I'm not Kentucky. saying that either. Fr- but I'm just- that's where all the modern day UFOs come from. Are these people in the backwoods of Kentucky um, that saw these crazy green looking little goblin things coming out of a spaceship, you know? So, right. I'm not putting them down either. I'm just, ta- I'm just saying when Dude, like, you see like all it. these movies, I don't like your terminology, bro. Well, again, man, no, I, I, no. I push it back to the, uh, no, don't push it back to the media, man. They, they make it no. look like if don't you're even aliens and you're some kind of turd, that's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Seriously. It's, well, it's, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's what about bullshit. all the articles though? I mean, cause there are, have been a bunch of, even from scientific, uh, you know, websites and uh 
uh, that kind of like outlets and stuff like that. I've seen more and more. I'm not saying that it's well now because they have to. They have to start initiating. Well, they have to start. Uh, the scientists are still that. brushing it off. Neil deGrasse mm-hmm. Tyson's still brushing it off. <laughs> um, who well. else? I think Michio Kaku has acknowledged it. I, he's done a couple interviews on it, um, which he's more into like string theory or string hypothesis. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I get it. Like a scientist doesn't want to dabble in this because it's such an unknown thing. And like I was telling you, like we were like everybody knows science is more based on repetition and the study of the repetition. Well, so. some things are just purely hypothesis or speculation that you'll just never be able to test it. Um, the only way to test Michael, Dr. Michael Masters theory is to get a hold of one of these time travelers or, yeah, yeah, or, or to actually create some sort of time traveling machine. Cause that's the only way you could prove or disprove that. Right. Um, so, and a, a lot of, a lot of the, the sightings are anecdotal unless it's a group of people or a video or something, you know, you just have to kind of trust who you're listening to, which there are a lot of people that are full of shit, you know, a, a lot mm-hmm. of them I hear, um, obviously we kind of pick our guests. Some, when people reach out, we'll have them on if somebody's got a cool topic or, you know, something presentation or whatever. But, um, for the most part, I look into these things and make sure we're not interviewing like you know, legit people that don't know what they're talking about are crazy people. So, yeah. Um, and I, you look, you listen to some of these like show, like radio show style, um, UFO programs. And there's a lot of nonsense on there. I'm just going to say, I mean, no offense to anybody, but there's a lot of nonsense. And I think that hopefully when people have been listening to our show, they realize that we look at the realistic aspects of these things. We're not trying to, you know, make people believe in crazy speculation without any sort of evidence. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, nonsense surrounds these fringe topics, and that's just the way it's going to be because when there isn't any proof, your mind can run wild. And we know the human mind is is prepped and ready to make up a fairy tale in some which some weird weird way. Plus, we like the unknown and we like to have mysteries. So all those things together is, is, is a recipe for UFOs and speculation. Yeah. Um, some recent news. Um, so, you know, you know what FRBs are fast radio bursts or frequency or is it fast? Look at, I think it's fast radio burst. Um, check it out. I always get the, these are frequent. Yeah, I think it's fast. Um, but it's these signals that are coming from deep space that we get that have a pattern or a uh, rhythm to them. And uh, they used to think that maybe those are coming from some sort of civilization or whatnot. Oh, yeah, I have heard about that. They are fast radio bursts. Um, So now they believe these things called magnetars, which is a type of neutron star um, that has extremely powerful magnetic fields is what's creating these. So that's a hypothesis that's out there now. Um, Mm -hmm. Not that we needed, you know, the UFO subject doesn't need there to be these signals from deep space because if anything that's more of a long shot than the actual reality of people that 100 percent believe they've been inducted by aliens or something or people that are 100 percent sure that they saw something crazy stuff like that so well i did want to piggyback on the the lee adams thing because a lot of these some of these accounts might be the sleep paralysis and i think you'd know 
you if you if you're in sleep paralysis, you're in sleep paralysis. Then when you wake up, you're not like, oh, that was real life. Yeah, but you don't think some of these alien encounters could be people under sleep paralysis? Because when you're when you're in it, okay, some people so think I would that they're say awake. maybe people that. Are, First of all, Lee would know that. I mean, that that would... I thought we talked about that one on uh, one episode. We were talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah, but people... I'm saying he would know the difference between a dream or sleep. Oh, or I'm else. not saying him in particular. I'm just saying these people that like, "Oh, I was probed and all this crazy weird stuff happened." And Well, I think there was actually could, an yeah. article too where some guy dressed up like an alien. I forget what state it was, and anally probed like 70 people, like drugged them and then probed them. Wow. With an alien it... costume on. Jesus, but yeah, and we also they the some of the guys in the army actually said that some they would take these planes that were UFO like and they would scare the piss out of hikers and campers and stuff. Oh, are you you're talk- you get, like super low to the you're ground? Talking about the Commander Fravor uh, interview on Joe Rogan where he talked about how yeah they would do certain like um, maneuvers in the middle of the night when people by people in the desert and stuff like that. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, again, I, the fast radio burst thing, it's not that exciting to me. Um, I think there was a recent one to come out too where it was even different than that as well, something even weirder, but I haven't looked into that yet. It's on my list of things. Uh, they found a bunch of large Earth-type exoplanets recently. I forget how large the one is, but, I mean, we're finding more and more exoplanets. I think... We used to only know about it, like a certain amount, like not that many, and it's like exponentially increased with over the last like twenty years or so. Yeah, well, I'm pretty certain there's life somewhere else. Oh yeah. Rit- you don't think Zeta Reticuli, according to Bob Lazar? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, another recent article. Um, is a recent hypothesis that suggested that there are 36 advanced civilization in our galaxy based yep, on what we know that. in probability. So it's like an updated version of the Drake equation. <clears throat> so they took what we know about earth and what, how life arises and applied it to other places in the galaxy. And I mean, 36 doesn't seem like that many, but all you need is one of those to go roaming, you know? Right, but that whole that whole probability is dog shit because they don't they, there's if they if they found life on one other planet, then they could implement that. But because they've never found life on any other planet, that whole thing is useless. Well, yeah, seriously, because they, they if they found one, if let's say they studied ten thousand different stars and they found one planet with life on it, it's like okay, now we have something, and then you can multiply and multiply and then come up with an equation. But until you find life on another planet you can't make an equation you can't just go all right well because there's a billion planets so you're saying there has to be just life be, so, on 36 of them so since we don't know for sure that life arose via abiogenesis it could have arisen via panspermia directed panspermia whatever um uh so you're saying that that since that's the case that this doesn't even mean anything because you have to figure the other thing out first yeah well, I mean, you can't yeah. make an equation. But you can say that about you like can't make an equation with half the components. Yeah, but you, you can can't... say that about literally tons of things. I think that by them speculating that if they can locate some of these places, maybe even send probes there, they know where to look. It's a better odds of looking in the right place. Is how I would look at that. But that has, that hypothesis also said that they were like people like like they were they were smart 
and they were like doing they wasn't just like uh, single cell organisms and shit it was actual well it says advanced civilizations but i don't know what that really technically means but yeah. there used to be this sweet show on animal planet or discovery channel i don't know this was a long time ago this was probably 15 years ago maybe even longer um and it's what would happen to the earth if we all like died out yeah, like a hundred like years from now, a thousand years from now, it went all the way into like the millions. And if we all, if human beings died out, they said that the most intelligent, first of all, insects would become nuts. They would get bigger. Mm-hmm. They would get smarter and stronger. <laughs> it would be like those murder hornets or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, what happened to those things? That was just another. Yeah, I don't know. It's like one day they were coming, and the next they're gone. Yeah. Um. That's because they found a murder hawk and this thing, <laughs> this thing started taking them out. Um, so, no, but they said, so the most intelligent thing, like millions of years after we were, were gone, would be like squid or like cephalopods, like octopi. And yeah. what's interesting about that is, is, remember the movie, is it Arrival with... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing. It's like a seven... Um, uh, seven-legged version of basically some sort of like space squid, you know? So I think that that's an interesting way to look at it. And there's other things. I mean, ravens are super smart. Um, uh, gray parrots, chimpanzees. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of intelligent animals. Look at that orangutan that saw the human being spearfishing and then was caught on camera spearfishing itself. I mean, that's pretty cool. Right. But I don't know if that's actually evolution. I don't know if that thing's evolving to learn that or if it's just mimicking what okay, it so, sees. Okay, so but that's a better, then that, that brings up the question. So if we're showing like primates how to use stone tools and it's inducing them into the stone age, did something induce us? Induce- yeah, but I don't know if it's inducing it. I'm, you, a parrot, you can talk to a parrot and it'll talk back to you. It doesn't mean, it's mimicking you. So if uh, a chimpanzee I don't know. I, I think is obviously know. smarter than a parrot, it sees a human throw a spear, I think they then kn- it uses it. I think they understand that there's certain levels of cognition behind... Oh, you talk to them? You talk to that, uh, <laughs> no, that but, ape? Okay, but, but so there's like the mirror test, which is... Um, so if an animal can recognize itself in the mirror, that's like one step of getting to, you know, being conscious or aware of yourself. Um but you're right. Just because you can identify yourself does not necessarily mean that you're even thinking on any of those other types of levels. So I don't know. It's an interesting. We we could talk about all day about like uh, civilization and what, how did you know what civilized us? Did something else? You know how we domesticate animals, and I'm not saying right. anything did, but I think the mainstream or academic point of view is that we. Um, that we domesticated ourselves basically that we settled down stopped moving around we stopped uh, you know um, yeah we started farming and stuff farming cultivating uh, animal husbandry all that kind of stuff so um but you know there's different theories that could suggest otherwise that maybe um maybe something else had, or maybe it was the neanderthals or the denisovans Maybe they, you know, Mm -hmm. who knows? Um, But I think, yeah, that's, it's interesting to think about though. Um, And look at where we are. It's just, look at what we know, look at the technology we have, look at this, the way we've manipulated our environment. We're so different than anything else. And it's, I don't know, it's just weird to think about. 
I know. Go into a big city. I, it always happens to me in Chicago, and you just stand there and look at the infrastructure, and you're just like, humans built this? This is insane. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We built it. But it's <laughs> it's not. It's, Are you sure? It's, it's momentary. You know, it's it's not going to last right, forever. Right. And um, Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, because you were talking about if in, in the multiple years into the past. Have you ever seen the movie AI? Um, it's about that little robot. It's uh oh, uh, it's the kid from the, Haley Joe from the Sixth Sense. I think I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know if I've seen it, but it like falls to the bottom of the ocean at the end or something. Yeah, it's not that great of a movie, but yeah, the end he like because he's a robot. He, I think the Earth goes a couple thousand years in the future, and I think aliens actually find him or something. But it shows like the collapse of everything. And you're right, after a thousand years, I think most structures would be gone, right? I mean, yeah, the pyramids, though. I mean, they've st- stood the test Not of them. time. Yeah, but if it's a metal building, I think they like a, a car can rust out in like 100, 150 years. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. nothing. That's like the something age of a person. Folks. Huh? That's something to look forward to, folks. <laughs> Maurice <laughs> is going to rust out on air. Well, the last episode, the guy says the 4th of July is going to be a... Uh, some kind of volcanic activity so yeah get ready for your fireworks <laughs> i think it was actually yeah. july 5th though so oh okay you have the day to party on the 4th before that'd be, that'd be crazy man before that's the hot that. spot gets real hot over yellowstone right. we're no. talking about some real fireworks <laughs> ladies and gentlemen um yeah if, if you're listening you don't know what we're talking about go check out our super volcano episode um where I talk about why it's probably not going to erupt anytime soon. Um, but if it does, it's <laughs> it's brutal. Yep. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, what was I going to ask you? So I want to know, though, what do you think? So from the beginning, from when we started doing this, the first episode we did with Chris, I think where we were talking about this kind of stuff, to where we are now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. What do you think? What do I think? Like, what did you think going in, or what do you remember thinking? And then, how do you think about UFOs now? Like, do you believe in them? Did you not believe before? But like, how do you? What do you think? When I went into it, I kind of classified it with the. I classified the people and the idea of it more with like a Sasquatch, where I thought it was kind of hokey and people want to believe they want to believe, but there's always something deep down that intrigued me about it again maybe it's just the mystery and humans are always looking for the story and a good mystery always intrigues us but now i now i'm in the camp of well after looking at all the ancient civilizations and it's it's almost like the great flood all the all the ancient civilizations have some kind of account of this great flood and the same thing with some of these ufos or either angels or some kind of star being coming down and enlightening them in some way or another so I'm in the more of the camp that it's more of a mind escape, no pun intended, where it's, you know, if with through meditation and this and that, you could connect to them. I don't know if there's actual physical UFOs coming down. I'm more of the but that doesn't mean that I don't believe that we're not communicating with different But at very stars. least there has to be something because there is videos from the government from the FLIR radars. Right, right, but I I think that's either private organizations with advanced techn- technology or the plasma, I think there's actual logical uh, definition and explanations for that, but I do think that there is something else out there. I don't know. So if you don't believe any of those three videos, though, are 
anything more. I think there's something, yeah. Of no, course but I'm I saying there's something. No, I know, but you, but you don't think... So, like, what about the propulsion systems? What about, you know, like, what about there's certain aspects to it that... And like I said, I mean, even if you're deducting or you're saying that it's plasma, why would it be that... M- plentiful and all the time like these people i'm not saying it's a perfect explanation i'm just saying that's what my mind leads to to believe but yeah i don't know man because then like that one little movie we made about the kids in zimbabwe oh the or, uh, uh the school the uh, rua zimbabwe ufo yeah with a uh, like 60 school kids that all saw uh this craft land at recess and a couple beans get out and run around and they had like you know the large almond eyes and and long black hair. I thought the long black hair thing was interesting because you don't usually hear that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that that one's fascinating as well. Like what was going on there? And all the kids drew similar pictures. Even John Mack, who was the head of Harvard's um, psychology school, psychology. Um, went there and interviewed all these kids and said that he believes that they saw something or saw what they saw. Um, and he doesn't have any way to discount it or discredit it, and he believed him. So right, and I trust kids almost more than adults. You're not going to get a group of kids to band together to come up with some kind of prank. Oh, we've all been on the playground. Trust me, we know. Yeah, go, you organize all those kids to come up with the same story and stick to the same story and draw all the same figures and stuff. Now that's a feat. Yeah. I believe that the that adults could do it because you get a little money in there, and you'll talk some you'll talk people into doing damn near anything. But the kids, put they're just a little. Their 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 hearts are in the right place. They're way more pure back then. And I so asked, that's the, I like that account a lot. I think I that's asked a big Sandy, uh, one of our listeners and top fans. Uh, she's from South Africa. But I was asking her like, what was when that came out? She's like, yeah, I remember that people were talking about it. You know, it was definitely a, a thing. And I think yeah. that that's an interesting case. That one's definitely. If you haven't, if you guys haven't checked that one, I'll go check out the Rua Zimbabwe mass sighting with all the school children because there's a lot of stuff uh, that's in in there that I don't I don't know how anybody could dispute. So just even like the trauma that some of these kids, even in their 20s and 30s, were experiencing was crazy. But yeah, to sum it up though, from the day we started this to now, I just I'm really I'm more in the camp that. Uh, if you can tune your body to the right frequency, I think you can communicate with all kinds of different entities that are above us. Now, like I said before, are they aliens? Are they angels? What are they? I don't know. But I do think that there's more out there than just us. And I do really believe that we are eternal beings that will rise in consciousness as we progress up. Some people believe that, oh, in reincarnation, what if you come back as a, as a, as like a spider or something? But I think as we evolve... You don't go backwards, you only go upwards. So you wouldn't go back into the form of a dog because the dog is, is a lower being than us. You would just progress up and up and up. And I also believe that when we're born, we forget what we truly are. And you have to forget because if you knew what you were, then you wouldn't participate in this game of life to the full degree. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be fully invested in the game of life when people pass away, when you lose a girlfriend or something and you're, you're, you have to deal with the hardships of your life. You have to be in it. If you knew that it didn't matter, then it wouldn't be that as, as effective. And the whole point of life is to fucking learn. And to, it's like a massive school. That's my out, outlook on it all. Yeah. No, it's well put. What do you think? 
Um, I believe that, yeah, I mean, I believe, I believe in the metaphysical. Um, I believe there's things out of our spectrum of whether it's our senses, um, Mm -hmm. or whatever that we just don't know what's going on. So for me to even pretend like there's nothing else to this thing, uh, would be disingenuous for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even going back to, you know, Parmenides, the the pre-Socratic Greek philosopher, um, that your senses lie, you know, they lie. Like, have you ever been to Disney and been on one of those rides where you right. sit in the thing and you're in front of a movie theater like screen, but you feel like you're oh, flying yeah. through the air? Like your, your senses are being messed with. Like you don't, people don't think about things like that, but, um, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot more, um, and we know we know that we don't know what dark matter is, we don't know what dark energy is. The visible spectrum of what we can see is definitely not. Um, we're definitely not getting the full picture. Um, yeah, and there's there's a lot of things. Memory is a weird thing. The mind in general. So that's why I've been focusing on how the mind works and like uh, philosophy of the mind and psychology and. Um, not just to try and understand myself better, but to try and understand how the mind works and why these systems and processes, you know, work the way they do. And through doing that, maybe we can shed some light on some of these things, especially the UFO thing. Cause I agree with you in the sense that there is some sort of consciousness aspect to it, whether that's how these things interplay with us, whether that's how we connect to these things. Um, you know, I, I think that there's something to that. And I'm also not discrediting that there could be physical beings that have either come here or are could potentially come here in the future. I don't discredit that either. The universe is massive. So if some, you know, civilization was able to figure out true anti-gravity or whatever, um, you could do whatever you wanted. So. so from the first episode where we were just kind of shooting the shit about UFOs to now after we've had on multiple I was optimistic. Doctors. I was optimistically skeptical where I, I, I did believe that the earth has been visited. Um, but I don't, again, I don't, I'm not, I don't believe that they built anything on the, the planet or anything like that. I think that this is all the pyramids, the megalithic structures, that's all human ingenuity Maybe mm-hmm. it was inspired by a higher realm or a different realm. I could. That's get, kind of the camp I'm living in, but yeah. I could get on board with that. Um, but I definitely don't think, I mean, why would you fly across traverse galaxies to build something out of stone? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. You ever seen the movie Stargate, bro? <laughs> Have you tried to watch that recently? I just put it on. I turned it off it's after very about 10, tough. 15 yeah, minutes. It's very fake looking, very <laughs> tough to watch. Yeah. I mean the storyline's awesome if they should remake it and make it like like an occult style UFO type of picture I think it would be amazing if they took Yeah, well that's if they took elements of the old one and made it more realistic I think that it could be a sick movie. That's what happened with the movie Dune and that's like uh David Lynch made it and he he didn't have final cut and it was it just didn't hold up well and he was he was chastised for this movie but yeah, it's oh, one well. of your favorites, right, David Lynch? Yeah, he's one of my favorite directors for sure. I just because I I like that he does stuff that other people don't. He steps out. I like anybody. I might not even like the movies. I like like a lot of his movies, but some of them I don't really like necessarily. I just like the fact that he steps out of the box, 
and does stuff that a lot of other people aren't doing. See the guy that I said that I re- I was watching something and they were talking about how in his book that he he got some weird shot that he wasn't even going to use for that movie, but he felt yes, like, yeah, he felt yeah, the yeah, need yeah. to shoot this one scene, um, and then he eventually did use it in like a future project. He's a big transcendental meditation uh, dude. He does like at seminars all over the world and. He's huge, big proponent of that. But yeah, like, I mean, he's he's what we need in the form of more in scientists, I think. We need people that are stepping out of the box, really going for it, and not, afa- not afraid to fail or afraid of what their peers are going to come at them with because the people that really do make a ripple in, in, in space and time are the ones that step outside the box. It's just hard. Well, bottom line is this. I mean, when you're looking, when you're watching shows on TV or listening to you know, other podcasts or whatever. We're not sensationalists. I don't really consider us that at all. I mean, we might say some crazy shit here and there, but mm-hmm. if you listen to some of these other shows, and again, I'm not trying to discredit anybody and I'm not even going to mention who I'm even talking about, but there's a lot of sensationalism that people are trying to like capitalize off of. Um, and you won't find that here because that's not, I'm, I'm trying to find truth. I don't know why, you know, and people that do that, whether they're just doing it for the money, why? What's what's the point? You know, it's almost like why not write a fictional book if that's the case? You know, right? Or create yeah. some sort of fictional franchise because you probably be better off. It probably um, feel better too. But uh, yeah, in terms of you know, you don't listen to anybody that claims they have all the answers. Um, and if they truly do have all the answers, it'll be demonstrated, and you'll know. Yeah. I mean, that's one part of my big awakening here is just letting go of everybody else but yourself in, in, in truth. You can only control yourself. You can only control your own mind. So what? listen, take in what other people say, and then you just make the judgments for yourself. Yeah. And you shouldn't be judging other people because now you're just lowering your – if you really – this idiot, he doesn't know anything – when you get into that state of mind, you're lowering your vibration down to their level. So if you really are true to your path and you're really true to raising up and becoming a better human altogether, then you shouldn't be getting upset at people in different states of their life because they might not have had the same experiences as, as you have. And we're all here to just keep rising and rising and rising. But you got to be you got to be at. Go ahead. We got to get a shirt made where it's just a picture of your face <laughs> and it says vibration underneath the, the, the head. Well, we've been saying it for this a long time. This guy's really into vibrations this last few days here. I've been saying it since we started the channel. We're mm. all just vibrations, but uh. now I've been doing some research into it, and it's all starting to resonate, folks. Yeah, it's wo- all starting to come together. This guy woke up after 135 episodes. <laughs> well, you have to go through stuff in your life. Like, you had an, uh, you had an experience that that made you get into this and I kind of came on board and it, we, me and you have always kind of been on the same page with everything but then to take it to the next level unfortunately a lot of the time it's a tragedy or something bad that makes you really uncomfortable and you it forces you to I, I, I'm not going to say that you were at a rock bottom in your life but when you get really low in your life you seek out things sometimes they can they can be bad like a booze or a drug or something to take the pain away but if you really feel that pain and you go through that darkness and you treat it right you should rise up and find something that's that's good and better suited for your life and i think that's what's going on with me right now yeah well <laughs> so yeah no you'll you'll figure it out man i mean I, I i like hearing what i'm hearing i'm just giving you some shit but uh yeah 
yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that uh, the world needs more positivity, more good vibrations, and more um, just love in general. And, you know, everybody's their own person. Everybody's an individual. But at the same time, stuff like this, UFOs, this stuff brings us together. So I think that this is definitely, whether you believe it or not, I think it's an interesting topic. And there's definitely something to it. And I believe in, in some aspects of this stuff, but, um, yeah, before we wrap it up too, I just want to talk about, uh, like John Keel. So I started rereading the Mothman prophecies. I, I think you should definitely read it because I know you've only seen the movie and Richard Gere doesn't do it justice. Well, the, the book is all about like UFOs and stuff. And it has a lot to do with like that and like all the, the government stuff and the men in black and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So, um, and just weird paranormal type things associated with that silver bridge collapse and all that stuff. So, um, you should definitely read that book. So we should do an episode or a few, we can do a couple parts on John Keel. Cause I think that he's, he's a really interesting writer in, in terms of this phenomena. And, um, what's the other one? The eighth tower. That's the one that I just finished. I like that one a lot. So nice. All right. Well, but yeah, check that episode, my man. Check that out. We'll be back, folks. I don't know when, but um, we're going to do, uh, we got some of the guests returning. I know we're going to do, I don't know, in the next week or two, part two with uh, Arthur Copemans. And um, nice. we, what else are we going to do? We've got some other people. I'm working on some other stuff. So uh, we still got some of our slideshow parts to uh, part two of Super Volcano and I want to get the Eleusinian Mysteries episode, part five of the Ancient Greece series, and at some point, so. Cool, cool. We may we might want to get that volcano in before the fifth, <laughs> <laughs> or we do it during the eruption. <laughs> uh, now that's how you get views. Yeah, well, like the band, like the band <laughs> playing on the Titanic. They're just playing yeah, till yeah. the very last, till the the Wi-Fi goes out. I see it in the sky. Um, yeah. But uh, all right, folks, well, happy UFO day and uh, make sure you're watching your UFO shows and documentaries, getting your fix. And again, Unidentified Season 2 starts uh, July 11th on the History Channel. And yeah, is there any Have a good Independence Day. Yeah, have a happy, safe weekend. Please, everybody be safe, love each other, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. See you later. Thank you.